And did you know that this podcast is an independent production? That's right. The Eric Norcross podcast is an indie podcast. And because of that, we depend on listeners like you to help support the show. The best way to become a supporter is to become a patron. Patreon is a membership platform that allows creators to develop a more sustainable source of financial support for their projects. My Patreon supports this podcast. If you find this podcast worthwhile, please consider becoming a patron by heading over to the Patreon link in the description. That's patreon.com slash Eric Norcross. Again, patreon.com slash Eric Norcross, and the link will be in the description. Thank you, and on with the show. All right, I have one more announcement before I go into the episode. I know these can be super annoying, but this is not a paid advertisement. This is actually about one of my projects. I made a feature film called Fractals, and guess what? It is now available for streaming. Just visit my website, ericnorcross.com. Look for the movie Fractals, and there will be a list of platforms where you can stream it. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Before we begin, I just wanted to make this quick announcement about the podcast. April is National Poetry Month, so... In April, next month, I will be featuring all writers as my guests. More than that, I'm going to be featuring two writers a week. So rather than having the weekly episodes, uh, on Mondays, I'll have a writer, and then I'll have another writer again on Thursday. And in the following week, it'll be the same thing. A writer on Monday, a writer on Thursday. So you're getting two episodes per week, all April. And they'll all be writers. Some some will be poets. Most of them will be poets, but others will be writers of fiction or experimental uh, experimental literature, um, writers of nonfiction. Uh, the idea is just to feature writers and writing craft and to have craft discussions uh, for those who are interested in creating a writing practice or have a writing practice and want to hear how other writers manage their writing practice. So that's what April will be dedicated to. That's sort of going to be the way I celebrate uh, National Poetry Month, and I hope you celebrate it with me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. I've, I've been curating these episodes uh, since January, sort of reaching out to writers, putting this thing together. And now that they're all been produced, I can't wait for April to come around so that uh, we can all celebrate National Poetry Month together. All right, thanks for listening and on with the episode. On with the on with the episode. Oh, on with the episode. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi, Eric. How are you? <laughs> I like how you're wearing mask even though you're alone probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, I got the first dose of the vaccine today. You did? Yeah, yeah. I think I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah. I had to drive well, an hour. Mm-hmm. I drove to Queens, actually, for, okay. for one hour. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, got that, came home. Now mm-hmm. we're doing this. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. so when is the second one going to be? Three weeks. Okay. It's already scheduled. They schedule it right away. Great. And uh, hopefully no side effects or anything? Everything is good? Uh, so far, yeah. I think so if far, I were going to get side effects, I'd get, get them by now. Yeah, you would probably. But uh, that's what I heard. You know, not a lot of people are getting uh, side effects. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's going to be your case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just some people feel like a so- soreness in the... In, um, arm you know that's what i heard 
Yeah. Rather than that, yeah. So good to see you. So how's Likewise. everything? <laughs> it's good. I'm, uh, I've been working on the film, working on the podcast. Okay. Um, bring my mic in a little closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to do episodes mm-hmm. with everyone from the movie mm-hmm. so that we can. Uh, yeah. Well, my alarm for this podcast is going off. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I think that's a great idea, what you're doing, really. Yeah, yeah. introduce everybody to everybody, and then um, Makes sense. by the time the movie's done, mm-hmm. everybody knows one another. Cool. So, uh, yeah. I, I, it's your turn. All right. <laughs> um, started <laughs> um, already? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I, I, feel, I feel like these things start right away. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... You were in you were in my movie Fractals. Yeah. I don't want to really disclose the nature of your role because it started out as a small role and then it became like almost one of the key components. Like I ended up dumping a whole lot of dialogue on you. Yeah. And and a lot of important Yeah. <laughs> a lot of important stuff. Um but um we don't need to go into those details, though, because okay. those are still a work in progress. Uh, but I'm interested in uh, learning about you, how you got okay. into acting, and um, what what you've been up to lately, ever since yeah. we wrapped, and where you think you're going. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, first of all, um, again, I would like to thank you for, uh, you know, giving me that opportunity to be in this movie. Because I remember when I uh, read the script, I was impressed, you know, because it, first of all, it resonated, with, it resonated with me, you know, because I'm, as an artist. And uh, again, you know, coming to the city, to New York City, and uh, thinking, you know, when I, so a little bit about myself. I'm uh, from Uzbekistan. So I was born and raised in Uzbekistan. Um, lived there till I was 29 years old. So when I came here, I was 29. And, um, you know, when, you, when you're when you going to New York City, uh, you think that it's going to meet, it's the city going to meet you and greet you with a, <laughs> you know, with a, <laughs> with a hugs. And, <laughs> like, you know, you're welcome here. But uh, unfortunately, it's not the reality, um, especially, you know, for people. I feel like for people who are artists and who done some work home and they when they come here, they think, oh, but like I have experience, you know. I have a degree, I, I, I've acted before, or whatever you do, whatever field you're doing, you feel like you're a professional, you're an expert. But then when you come here, um, you realize this is not the case because the city is, it's, uh, it's very difficult to actually, um, to, I, would, I wouldn't even say like to, 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 to prove that you are professional, that's not a, like, that's not what the the question is. Like you, are, you're still going to be a professional, but the thing is, it's really hard. I feel like to survive here, you know, to live life, but at the same time to do what you love doing, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I feel like a lot of not a lot, but some people who come here, 
and uh, they realize they they're not going to be able to survive so that's why they they do the other things you know they start I don't know, do like uh, finance. That's, for example, what I did. You know, I went to school. uh, So I actually completed my MBA degree because I realized that, you know, again, some people are saying that the the real artist is a hungry artist, right? So maybe, yeah, I went, um, I was trying to play safe. So I decided that I need to study business, you know, so I completed my degree in business administration because I realized that I have to survive. And it's really hard to survive in the city just doing just acting. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a few things we could unpack there. Yeah. Uh, The first is the, the person who who builds all of these talents and these accolades in their hometown. I was one of them. I thought I was the best filmmaker, you know, to ever come to New York because I'd already done a bunch of stuff. And um, everything I learned how to do, though, didn't matter as soon as I came here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't I don't 100% know why that is. But I, I think it goes into just how there's so many people doing stuff here that to stand out apart from all of that is really, really difficult. It's one thing if you're in your hometown and you're, you're the one putting on the show, you're the one that's, in, that's on all the flyers, you're the one that's in all the films and on, on, in the theater. Here, there's thousands of people that can do that. And that's the difference. Um, you know, back in my hometown, I was the only one making movies. And that's why I felt special. And with the proliferation of high definition technology it's not as special as it used to be um and so you have to really think outside the box on how to stand out and apart from everybody that's doing trying to do this um and the key is to keep doing it um no matter what because it's so easy to uh go into finance and stop doing it Um, yeah but that's the other thing too is it doesn't really need to be a fallback thing. Do you have any idea how lucky you are to have to have the brain to be able to do finance, to be able to do business? Uh, I don't have that brain. I don't have, I'm not good at business at all. Uh, but I wish I was because what, what you can do is you can put them together. And um, that makes you more likely to succeed because it means you're not going to 100% be dependent on somebody else hiring you. If you really mm-hmm. wanted to, you could take your business yeah. sense and do your own thing uh, if you ever had the inkling to do that. Um, uh, so I, I think for some people it would be a fallback, but I think I think you have the, the capability to just make it an asset for the thing you really want to do. Yeah, hopefully. But at the same time, don't you think um, what I said before about like hungry artists is a real artist? Don't you no, think? That... I think a hungry no? artist okay. just hasn't. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I used to think that way when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hungry ar- artist is just a, an artist who hasn't figured out how to deal with the problem of resources. Um, yeah. I was hungry through all my 20s. I lived in a... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but 
when I met Jan, mm-hmm. I was living in a janitor's closet in an apartment building. I, wow. I, I, I rented the, uh, the closet from the super. I said, mm-hmm. I just need a place to stay. And I had it wired with cable and everything. Um, and it was just a janitor's closet where he kept wow. some of his supplies. Uh, and so I've been poor and I'd rather be an artist with resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather, cause there's just too much I want to do, especially in the collaborative arts that you can't really do without resources. Um, you know, the older I get, yeah. the harder it is to get people on board. You know, people are willing to give a, a 19, 20 year old the benefit of the doubt. They're not willing to give somebody who's on the wrong side of 40. Yeah. You know, oh, well, if you're, you, you're, you're old enough to get, to get a contract, sir, you're old enough to get funding, sir. You know? Mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so, getting, it's getting harder to get yeah. those resources, right? Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, you know, it's a romantic idea, but, but I, I'm, Bohemia to me is, uh, just a fairy tale. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, isn't it nice to, um, isn't it nice to actually get paid? Yes, <laughs> that's another. That's another thing. <laughs> that's what I want everybody to get paid, and I want to get paid, and that's what I'm working towards, and um, that's what you know. I don't. I, you know, if if I had somebody who said, hey, yeah, sure, I'll pay everybody's rent, then, yeah, we can all work for free. But we don't have anybody who's going to pay all our rents. You that's know? A, yeah, that's so true. Um, that's so true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers here, but um, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> you, can, you can cut it yeah, later cut, if you want. But, if the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, when, uh, you know, my character is actually talking about that, about uh, paying and uh, when, you know, the, the lead actor is uh, yeah. actually okay. asking, like, whether you're going to pay or not. And I'll like, give context, actually. There's a, um, I'll give the yeah. audience context. So right. the main character in this story that we created is basically on a job interview. It's kind of a long-winded, ridiculous job interview. And at the very end of the movie, he asks about pay. And the pay was completely not a living wage. It was totally ridiculous. And the whole it's a joke, movie, joke, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, everything they put him through for that interview wasn't worth the offer. And that's sort of the point. It was the point was think about what it takes to get a job in this society. All the, all the sweat we put into our resumes and rewriting our resumes for every job application, yeah. um, all, all the interviewing and trying to fit into a mold and appeal to whatever their company culture is, yeah. all for barely making ends meet, all for a wage where you'd be lucky to pay down your debt in, in a reasonable amount of time. And so that that's sort of the commentary well, that's one commentary. This, it's an essay film, so there's a lot of different components. But that's one of them. And um, that's definitely not the life I was ever after. Like, when I came to New York mm-hmm. to try and make films here, mm-hmm. yes, I wanted to network with people who wanted to make films and have that sort of very romantic, creative relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 
at some point there had to be an ingress into financing these things so that we have sort of a mechanism for growth and stability. Um, yeah, that's, that makes sense. That, that to yeah. me is way <laughs> more uh, worth that makes the arts way more worthwhile to me. Right. Um, is to be able to, I mean, wouldn't it be great if I could put mm -hmm. my nephews through college mm -hmm. on art? Like if my art put my nephews through college, that's so beautiful. That that's would be great. wonderful. Yeah. Um, anyway. So let's go back to you for a sec. Okay. To your podcast. Um, when, at what point did you move here and why, like, what was the, the thing that got you to New York and when was that? So, um, yeah, so it was uh, six years ago. Right. And, uh, so first of all, my sister came here, the, the, fir the first one of our family, she came here and she really liked it here. She enjoyed it. Um, you know, she stayed and then uh, she's a doctor. So she started studying for like, you know, learn medicine and stuff. So uh, she uh, decided to study here and then she stayed. And uh, uh, for me, it was actually, it happened one day. So I, I'm from Uzbekistan and over there I've been, you know, acting, but also been doing other job and uh, which is, you know, accounting and stuff. And uh, one, I've been working a lot and uh, like, you know, over time, uh, the crazy hours, I've been home late all the time. But uh, again, in order to survive over there, you have to work a lot. And I've been trying, you know, to combine acting and accounting, which is almost impossible, but somehow I manage, you know, theater and accounting mostly theater job and uh so anyway one day my dad was just like you know i cannot uh, like he was worrying about me about my state of health about my i guess mental health because i didn't have enough time to sleep sometimes you know i've been sleeping for like three hours and he's like this cannot go any longer you have to change something in your life um He's like, and he thought that there were a lot, a lot of opportunities are here in, you know, in the States, in New York. And he said, you know, you should probably try it because your sister lives there um, and she will support you, which was the case. Actually, I'm really glad that I have my sister here who, because I cannot see myself being here alone and, you know, without any support. Board, not even like financial support but in terms of you know just talking to someone I feel like it's so necessary to have someone close uh, who you can talk to and because again in the beginning it was really hard it was uh, really hard I wonder yeah. if that's why so many people end up leaving because you know when I moved here in 03 I didn't have any family roots here I was yeah. alone alone it's alone so difficult. and everybody I met when I first moved here, ended up leaving before, like, and it's even the pandemic has made it even worse because so many yeah. more people have left. And uh, I, I wonder if it has to do with not having family. I think so. Yeah, family is important, you know, no matter how cl close you are, but still, you know, 
it's just we 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 don't have like a best relationships you know we have difficult relations but i feel like everyone else sort of you know but anyway in the end of the day you know that you can call like i could call her and she will you know tell me like don't worry everything will be all right just saying that just saying those words i feel like it means a lot so yeah Yeah. you know there's also like something like i don't know if you ever feel this when um family other family members come to visit but like when my sister comes to new york Mm -hmm. it solidifies new york as a home so just having her presence in an otherwise alien place because new york city is an alien place uh it might as well not even be on earth but then when you bring somebody from what you recognize as home to it it kind of grounds it a little bit it grounds your life a little bit at least i I think that yeah that's a good point totally yeah feel the same way as you said New York is alien. It's like you, there's so many people here, right? And especially when you know you go to the, like before the pandemic, when you used to go to all those parties, and you feel like you're always like around people, and there are a million things to do. But then the end of the day, when you're coming home, you're alone, right? Yeah. There's no one around you. Unfortunately, yeah. That's that. That was one of the um, thesis statements to a story that i wrote and eventually published interesting Um, it's kind of about um how can the most densely populated city in the west be so lonely lonely you know that's so true that's so true Um, i would like to hear more about it yeah i'll send it to you it's okay uh, it's published so it's a it's a Uh book i'll have to get that to you but um, and for those listening, I'll put a link in the description so you can buy it. Uh, but you can have it; I'll give it to you. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, you're so kind. The uh, so, what kind of films? We wrapped in July. Have you been doing other films or theater? Uh, not so much because again of the pandemic. You know, oh, it's pandemic. been yeah. Because I feel like even though they introduced all those you know COVID uh, rules regulations in terms of protocol, you have to follow protocol and everything. But I feel like for me, uh, the the work I've been doing so far it's mostly you know short films and student films. And for them, I feel like it's really hard to follow those rules again because of the budget. Most of the time, those short films, you know, they are in micro budget. And uh, for them to like hire, you know, a person who knows those rules and then they have to, you know, get get tested. You have to (laughs) actually, you know, do those rapid tests. And uh, again, you have to hire a person who does all that stuff. It's it's just a lot of rules, which I'm happy they have those rules because, of course, we have to uh, follow them in order to stay safe and uh, not to get sick. But it's just been, I, I feel like even for, I know it's been really hard year for everyone right but i also feel like for people who are you know maybe stars like hollywood stars they they you know it's easy for them because at least they can afford those kinds you know to follow all those rules and protocols and unfortunately for people with the like indie films it's it's not that easy yeah and um that was one of the things I was conscious of when we were deciding to go back into production 
on fractals mm-hmm. was um, COVID. I mean, we were the the first back when New York lifted their restrictions in July. Yeah. And I recast the leads. Um, it was grudging. I, I, you know, I didn't want to, but, you know, the main characters left. And uh, they didn't come back. And so yeah. I ended up just casting a couple because it was it, uh, if you get people who are already living together, right. then I didn't need to rewrite all the scenes. Whereas yeah. with so much of the other script, the rest of the script, I had to retool my initial thinking and reblock. And, yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought it went, all, it went pretty well. I, you know, nobody got sick. Yes, thank God. So, you know, we followed we everything, rules. <laughs> yes, and PPE, you, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah. Masks and everything. So, yeah, so it, it went well. And I also want to mention that the thing that you said, you know, you had to change the lead. And I feel like, you know, it gave a different color to, <laughs> to the movie, really. Like, I haven't yeah. seen the movie yet. But even like, you know, working on it, it definitely uh, brought like completely different color. It was yeah. so interesting. So it ended up actually ended up being probably even better than it was in your original thought, right? What do you what do you think? Actually, I 100% agree with you. Um, okay. I thought Tim brought a spirit to it that wasn't there initially. And I want to no. tell you where it's where that started is... Um, when I realized that Tim was going to replace the original guy, mm-hmm. who will remain nameless, um, I told him I'm not. I wasn't 100% sure if we were going to end up making the movie. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. sure who I could get back, um, and who, who I could replace, and all that. And he's texted me. He goes, "Make your movie. If you say that." You're going to make your movie in July. I will block off all of July for you. And I said, okay, that's enough. That's the spirit I need. Uh, because that's not the guarantee I got initially from the other mm-hmm. guy. And so I said, all right, this guy is actively asking me to make this movie. Yeah. And if I can make it all in July, he'll come every single day to Staten Island, which is a place nobody wants to come to. And he- He'll shoot the movie with me. I'm like, that's fantastic. And so I did. That's how we ended up off the ground. And that spirit, my goodness, that is so important to getting a project, not only going, but to have it done right in the end. Because before I feel, I felt like I was constantly trying to appeal to the talent. Like, I swear this project is worth it. I swear. Just trust me, you know, which in the long run makes me feel like a snake oil salesman. But in the, but, but I know what I'm talking about. I, it's just a matter of finding the people who kind of understand that and understand yeah. that I'm not a good but, negotiator. I'm a good storyteller. That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. I believed you immediately. You know, I trusted you. Oh, I didn't please. have any doubts. <laughs> well, I you, hope you... You and Elena... Are the mm-hmm. only uh, are the only two who from the original yeah, set of meetings that original. I had because um, I I've talked we before <laughs> I talked oh I actually I have talked before but I haven't published it yet I talked with Tim about the false start because okay. we had a false start before the pandemic uh-huh. and with the exception of you and Elena 
I don't think anybody else from the original casting sessions made it into the actual movie because they all left. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you already had some footage. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I had four days worth. Oh, wow. Okay. That's... Yeah, I, uh, that's why... Um, I don't know if I told you this, but the woman who's scoring the movie, she moved. She had to move back to Texas during the pandemic to take care oh. of her dad. And uh, she wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get it back going again because mm. um, everybody left. And like, well, you already shot four days. Are you going to reshoot those four days? And I'm like, well, of course. Like, it's yes. they were an important part of the script. Right. Yeah. And it's not the first time, like, that's happened. Many mm. movies have done that. Uh, not my movies, but other yeah. movies have done that where they'll shoot for a week or two weeks and then have to go reshoot everything because they changed the cast. It's tragic when yeah. it happens, but it happens. Tragic, but it's silver lining, you know, that actually movie ended up, I hope, <laughs> ended up being, you know, good movie. And uh, You know what it is? It's, it's mm -hmm. a surprising movie because everything I mm -hmm. had planned for the most part, uh, I mean, I guess the most important stuff that I had planned stuck, but all the stuff that wasn't that important changed and they changed for the better in that I had something completely different in mind for the end. Right. Um, and when I ended up putting you and Elena as sort of the culprits at the end. Yeah. For some reason that changed that I would have never thought of otherwise. Just made, there's something about making the movie unpredictable to me that makes it better. Because when I originally wrote it, mm -hmm. I wasn't writing it for two Russian speakers. You know, I kept the scene, by the way, where you're speaking in Russian. You did? Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it all that much. Here's the thing. It's like, if it surprises me, that's all that much better. Because I, can, I can't sit down and write a scene. Two Russian women are behind this for no reason whatsoever, other than I'll probably get them in casting. Like... <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I didn't know that what I was going to get in casting, and so it's just, um, it just became one of those things that the surprise is so much better than anything I could have ever written. Uh, the surprise of who who the who done it. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we did not expect it, right? And then you were like, "How about you just going to start doing it in Russian?" And <laughs> Yeah, we we like that idea. Remember, we're like sure. Yeah, and uh, it was diversion. so it was so natural for us too. You know, it's like we're just you know us basically, which is what needed for from actors, right? Just be yourself. So yeah, that's great. Be yourself, and you know, let's face it: the scene I wrote in English wasn't solid gold. It wasn't golden. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean the side, the scene, the side. Okay. Mean, it wasn't uh... that. It wasn't special in English, so it oh didn't yeah, makes sense yeah. to keep it. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I love your writing, so I'm I'm biased here. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. And you're probably gonna put the subtitles, right? Um... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So people uh, exactly will still follow. Yeah. Although it would be interesting not to. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> by the, there's a lot of body language. Um, That's right. But, yeah, I'll probably put subtitles. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's but, great. 
I, I think it's coming along well too. Um, I've already sent the first 15 minutes to the composer for music mm-hmm. and the visual effects are almost done. So the second sequence will go out soon. There'll be about four or five That's sequences. Great. Yeah. You'll see something soon, hopefully. Can't wait to months. see it. Yeah. Especially, you know, the scene and uh, because I feel like I, I saw some, um, at least some footage of that scene we did with Ali. Um, with that office scene, but I haven't seen uh, the scene from uh, you know the apartment yet. When I actually meet the uh, guy, meet an artist. Oh, in the red, the red room. Yes, red yeah. room. You won't be seeing that for <laughs> I, a while. Um, okay. I'm getting. Um, I'm having a special sort of hip hop like music score done for that scene. Wow. And uh, that's proven to be a bit of a, a, I'm working that deal out right now. Okay. And so, but it's a funny scene. It is. Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but. I think it was. I, was it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't play it funny. I would never write by something the way. like that seriously. But you see me, like I went all the way. Well, like... you're supposed to. I mean, that's how you play comedy. That's you you play you... it seriously. That's right. The that's best a, the comedy hard is played part. Seriously. Yeah, that's like I yeah. always thought that I'm not gonna like I cannot do comedy. I always thought, even like when they've been cast, you know, casted in comedic, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, you know, I used to play drama, but I guess that's the whole point. You know, <laughs> play it seen, serious. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Leslie Nielsen movies? He's um, no. he's an older actor. He did like um, Which airplane. One? Oh, airplane. airplane! Of course, yeah, I love airplane. Gun. Have you seen the Naked Gun? No, uh, but I saw just, airplane. I yeah, love same. it. Where where he just <laughs> yeah. plays it so seriously, and and he doesn't yeah. know that it's funny. It's important to not know that it's funny. I guess that's the key yeah. to unlocking comedy. Don't that's think of right. it as a drama. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> So I'm glad if it ended up being what you were thinking, you know, funny. And... Well, sometimes I get lucky and it seems <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I think you definitely know for sure. So, so how are the things with podcast? You know, I feel like I'm an interviewer now. Sorry, <laughs> it's a two way. It's a two way conversation. It's a two way, right? It's going good. I um. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to, I'm wrapping up the first season in May. So okay. I'm trying to get the rest of the cast recorded. Mm-hmm. And I'm also trying to fill out, I have these ambition for it where I want to interview business startups, mm-hmm. uh, people who are starting up businesses. I also want to interview more writers. And um, so I'm really rushing to get people to fill all, all the slots until the end of May. Okay. And then I'm going to take a break. You need you need a break. You I work do. I'm a really lot. tired. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Sorry. I also just sorry. No, it's cool. Uh, I also just I have to um, force myself to schedule time to finish the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing has gone on long enough. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's all right. As long did, as you see the finish line. Did I show you the the clips from the? Uh, the um some of the visual effects i can share my screen no can you can you share i would love to see it yeah 
Let me see here. Mm-hmm. So this the black is, hole. Uh-huh. This is his soul going into the black hole. Wow. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> wow. It's Great. pretty gruesome. Um, I'm going for like a retro '70s look. That's great. You've done it yourself, or you like no, hired someone? I, uh, so there's a guy in London who does this stuff. Oh yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I could tell. It's like a difficult stuff to do. You know? He makes Looks music great. videos. This is him getting rid of the black hole. Oh. Wow. Uh huh. And then um, this is a test that we did okay. of the black hole appearing. <laughs> oh my god it's like from a horror movie <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be like hor- horrific I mean it's stealing his soul this is like the head I had chills so the black hole sucking his pieces of his soul one slice at a time mm. <laughs> wow it uh, looks great and yeah. Tim oh my god he's I love him he's so great he's, he's he was so committed I feel all the time you know yeah, he's a very committed uh, actor, and that's what I appreciate. He, he was giving himself all the time. That's great. Yeah, and he, you know, uh, when I needed him for additional voiceover recording, mm. he just came from from Connecticut. He drove in on his own just mm. to do it, uh, and that was amazing. It's really amazing. hard to get that commitment. Yeah. But he, he just loves what he's doing, you know? Yeah. Well, he also As, knows how, that the hustle right now, he has the energy to hustle, and he knows that he has yeah. to. Yeah. Like, just to do as many projects as possible while yeah. he can, while while he's supported by his parents. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> I remember... saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember first time I met him actually on the set, right? Like, we never met before, and... Uh, because with the with the guy that was supposed to be in the movie we met before, remember like you organized yes. a meeting. Well, it was pre-COVID again, but uh, yeah, with the with team I met on the set, and he actually looked a little bit tired. I don't know whether I'm supposed to say it or not, but he was like, "Yeah, we actually just like finished shooting the night before, so I had I hadn't like enough sleep." But at the same time, he had all this energy, you know, when you when you said camera action. I saw him and I was like, "Okay, guy, you got you. You're not. You're not that tired. You you have all this energy in the world." So, well, you know, I um, he was really tired and I worked him pretty hard, but he asked me to. He said, "Do it." He loved every it. Day, every That's great. Day. Yeah, I, I I'm love like, it. All right. Are you sure you don't want me to stretch it out a little bit more? Because I can. He's like, yeah. "No, I did it anyway." And he was still tired, but. <laughs> No, but I I think you're lucky, Eric. You you know you created this you know atmosphere around you, and you hired the people who actually loved what they are doing. I think that's what's important about the whole thing. Well, thanks. Well, they're hard to yeah. find. I work hard to find. And honestly, <laughs> it, it, my last film was made in 2016. So mm-hmm. 2016 to 2017, 2017 to 2019 to 2020 so it took me four years to find them yeah they're not easy to find but you did a good job 
Thank you. Appreciate that. Of course. So, um, what are you hoping will happen um, in terms of the pandemic and the timeline and getting back onto projects? And do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, definitely. I think about it every day. And um, I feel like there is hope, especially, you know, with the vaccinations and everything. Um, hopefully, I, by, by the summer, maybe by fall. Uh, and I feel like, again, people are hungry for jobs, you know, and for, oh, yeah. for actually implementing their ideas. Because you know, during the pandemic, everyone was home and uh, people, uh, I know, I know people were working on stuff, were writing, were, you know, generating ideas. And now it's the time to implement that. So I feel like it's going to be boom. I mean, I hope so. And I'm an optimistic person. And uh, I think there should be a boom in, you know, production. Can I ask you a question about mm-hmm. like, the parts that you're offered what what kind of parts do you typically get offered yeah that's a good question um of course because i have a strong russian accent and <laughs> which i'm trying to work on um yeah i've been taking classes you know since i came here um accent reduction class uh but i feel like if i know like if i'm working a monologue or something i can actually try to speak it with like American accent but uh, most of the time I've been getting roles like Russian spies or uh, you know Russian prostitute <laughs> excuse my language <laughs> but you know a prostitute is not a bad word <laughs> it's not a bad word okay. <laughs> it's a word it's an accurate description of somebody's profession <laughs> oh okay now I feel like yeah it's like actually insulting prostitutes who for them it's their profession you're right so um yeah so I've been getting those roles which is understandable but of course I would like to expand it and um what, do you, just what have... roles do you want what are some characters that you are always thinking about that you always go back to that you say, I oh, man, wouldn't this be great I just feel like uh, in terms of, you know, like drama and uh, like just being, uh, you know, uh, I guess a protagonist who, you know, wants like the, the, it's I cannot even describe it to you. It's interesting because I guess if I if I if I knew what role I would probably write it for myself, but I'm not a writer. Right. So I. I cannot write. I mean, I, I've written a little bit of stuff, but it's not like a, I'm not a writer. So it's hard for me to actually put it in words. I have an idea for you. You do? Yeah. Which idea you do you have? It? I would if, love to hear it. Okay. What if you play the daughter of a slain UN diplomat and you're in New York to investigate a cover-up of your father's death? Wow. Okay. International I love it. intrigue. Yeah. Action. Sounds... Mystery. And I see room for badass scenes. You know? I love it. I love it already. Oh my yeah. god, that's great. You ever see the interpreter? Oh uh, yes. yes. Yes, yes. I love that movie. I love that that's genre. That's great. Yeah. That sort of um 
it's it's a smart it's a smart action movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh, has an underlying uh, moral morality tale for the sort of the way countries work with one another or fail to work with one another in certain respects. Uh, I love it. Yeah, thanks. You're in the perfect city for that. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, hopefully it's going to be our next project. Yeah, I'll think (laughs) about it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have so many ideas for everybody. You do. That's for everybody on it. Yeah. I, I wish I had a bottomless bank account so we could do all these. I know, right? That's like. <laughs> Let's work towards that goal to have that yeah. unlimited bank account so we can just, you know, create art. And hopefully it's going to resonate with a with an audience. That's the final goal of it, right? To resonate. Well, was, yeah, and I think we will. I, I've been getting some pretty good feedback from some of my That's overseas great. collaborators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We will, and um, in time. That's great. I, I, I think by the time theaters open, we'll be able to to all watch it together. So, cannot wait! I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Every time, like I see you working, I feel like you motivate me to do stuff. You know, because you're doing oh. this like all this like podcast and everything, and like I see it, you know, in social media, and I was like. Why am I just sitting here? I should do something. You know, it motivates me to do stuff, to create, which is great. So, well, you so know, thanks for, me, for like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that, that that's the case because that's part of the goal here. Yeah. Um, it's a podcast to inspire creativity. And the films are also meant to inspire creativity. State and Island. <laughs> New York City. Um, <laughs> it's just like... A lot of people give up by the time they're 35, and I'm 39. So the older I get, the more I have to do it. Otherwise, yeah. I will. I give up easy, easier than most people uh, think. And so <sighs> um, I, initially, my goal was to make one movie a year, but that's not realistic. <laughs> no, it's, it's tough. Too, too picky. It's, uh, you're, also, you're also perfectionist, I think. I'm not or, nowhere near. No? Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. I don't know. Sorry, I was wrong. Um, I, I, the, the, I'm just slow. Like, I've slowed okay. my process down to a point where um, unless I can find meaning in it, I usually won't, mm-hmm. won't allow it to be finished. And mm-hmm. then once I find meaning in it, I finish it. Got it. That's why I'm so slow. I think. I could be wrong. We'll f- figure that out. No, no, that, that works as an explanation. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you want mm-hmm. you you on a project today? Yeah, I was just working on some stuff, but uh, oh, you know, it's also w- how you started the conversation. You know, like going like a circle, basically. <laughs> Uh, we can say that, uh, as you said, like you, you appreciate, pe- not appreciate, but uh, you feel like it's necessary to have your own resources because I feel like it can also free you to work on your own stuff. Yeah. That's what basically uh, I'm trying to do these days, you know, just um, yeah, work on so my own stuff. It's mm-hmm. your film? 
basically I produced it. Oh, I want to see it. Um, yeah, hopefully you will. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So okay. it's a, it's a short film, um, and I just you know I've been working as a producer on it and uh, as an actor as well. Um, nice. Yeah. So hopefully it, uh, the world will see it, and you will see. So. What can you tell me anything about it? Um, no. not yet. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're we can, we can, we're we can do, yes, but we can do another podcast about yeah, it. How yeah. about that? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> This podcast is about fractal, so. Well, it's introducing the 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 audience to you. That's right. So yeah. that when you come on again, they already know who you are. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. I wanna I wanna see the the you know the the work first, and then and yeah. maybe you know maybe the world will not see it. It depends, and depends on how I feel about it. And, yeah. Mm, that's a recipe for disaster. The I know, right? I know. It's like <laughs> I shouldn't have said it, but that's like the, that's like saying, "Like, look at this. See this? Yes. So this I'm is very, great. I'm very self conscious about my pandemic hair, and but I go on anyway because the world needs it. Well, the world. I mean, the world doesn't need me, but <laughs> the, you. It's important to get out there and to get the work out there. That's what I'm saying. Otherwise, there's no growth. You're right. But I think I think I'm a perfectionist. If you are not, I'm definitely one. So I would like it to be perfect. But it's not perfect. If I see it and I don't think it's perfect, it's like forget about it. We're just going to like throw but, it in the trash. And work imagine, on the- no, 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 no. I mean, I, I don't throw it in the trash. Oh, my God, freaking me out so imagine sorry imagine you you do this right you finish this you put it out mm-hmm. next year you do something that's a million times better i for me i love seeing the growth between the two like you know i i don't know if you know this but i went to film school um where kevin smith went to film school mm-hmm. uh where he dropped out mm-hmm. and the first thing i did when i went there was I went to look at his old student work mm. because I wanted, I want, I've, I know what he can do as a professional right. filmmaker. I yeah. wanted to know what he did before he learned how to be a professional filmmaker. Wow. I wanted to see the stuff he doesn't want the world to see. And so oh. I, I went into the archives and I looked at all of his student films because that's where you really get to see how people started. I think that's important to see how people that's... developed. Because it's not a talent that people get right away. We think it is because that's the story they tell. But everybody learns to do it. And I think it's important to to show that process, to make sure that the back catalog of work is accessible. Yeah, thank you for telling me this. I should probably rethink it. <laughs> well, I, have a, I have a lifelong learning philosophy that mm-hmm. uh, everything is... A step to something else into something else and even when you think it's perfect it's probably not uh, <laughs> the universe is chaotic point. yeah thank you for t- telling me this really <laughs> yeah i feel like i shouldn't probably be so you know <laughs> as you said like the, the recipe for disasters like i already think about it and i'm like oh it might not be that good as i thought 
You know, I actually had a, I had a perfect script initially for Fractals. It was three right. acts. It had the perfect arc for every single character. Mm-hmm. I didn't use any of that. Yeah. But by it not being as perfect according to the aesthetic rules of Hollywood, it became a more meaningful film. Because I got rid of the three act structure, I got rid of right. all those arcs, and I and I and I rooted them in this essay format that mm-hmm. somehow made it more. It gave it a life beyond what it would probably had otherwise. Mm. And so, what is perfection? There was none. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Eye of the beholder. Yeah. I love I love scratched up films that are that are tattered, mm-hmm. you know, with holes in them, mm-hmm. <laughs> or overexposed pictures. You do okay. And I think that that stuff is is better than a perfectly exposed picture. Yeah. To see the, I'm just telling you my taste. You can do whatever you want with your movie, but uh, I like seeing the medium out doing its thing right yeah. just learning here you know yeah learning from the best so <laughs> hey, who's uh who's working with you um so uh it's actually the you know a few people from uh, hb studio that's uh school i've been going uh to you know i've been taking classes there since i actually i don't know if if I mentioned that before or not. So when I came here uh, to the States, uh, I actually met a guy who used to, you know, he used to be an actor uh, and a playwright as well. And he suggested me, he said, you should consider AGB Studio um, as your acting school. And that's what I did. And I've been uh, with them since 2016 um, so, and uh, it's interesting, you know, not only about the classes that I've been taking there, because I definitely learned a lot, but also it's about meeting people. So I met a uh, few, you know, n- n- few nice, uh, p- prof- interesting people, guys who are, uh, who love what they're doing and uh, uh, love acting and uh, directing. And that's how, you know, created this team. So well, I'm glad you know. you're doing that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Alex. I think actors should produce their own work. Uh, um, you know, we will we'll see. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely experiment. It's the first time I'm doing it, right? Usually I'm just doing uh, someone else's work, but um, I feel like the pandemic led me to that point where that was like, we should work on our own stuff. Yeah. Well, I hope you keep working on your own stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, um, we've we're almost an hour now, so. Wow! 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 Uh, was it was quick. Yeah, goes <laughs> by quick. Like it's pretty low stakes. Um, thanks for coming on here. I really of appreciate course. it. Of um, course. Thank you so much for having you? me here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so right. much for having me here. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good Thank night. Thank you, Eric. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have a moment, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen. And if the app allows for it, please leave a rating and review. That way, the algorithm moves us up in recommendations. It's a great way 
for new listeners to find our show. Thanks, and I'll see you on the next episode.